Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and for the first time in three months... We are not in a game week. This feels weird. And with it not being a game week, obviously that throws our normal game week schedule out the window. But despite how a lot of you are feeling this week, this season is definitively not over as we have the college football playoff staring us directly in the face, which means we still have plenty to cover over the next couple of weeks. And this week, I wanted to give you guys an extra episode to get you through the week. I can't promise that we're going to have three or four episodes each of the next couple of weeks, but we'll have at least two episodes each week heading into the college football playoff, and we'll add more as needed. But this week, I figured I would slowly wean you off the four episodes a week as we've been doing all throughout the season. I just had to figure out what the third episode this week should be, which quickly became pretty obvious. I didn't have to think about it too hard. In the aftermath of the latest SEC championship loss to Alabama, as you might imagine, I have been inundated with very passionate comments and thoughts and inquiries as to my own thoughts on where we are on the quarterback situation, how we got here, where we go moving forward, all those things. Those questions and comments have come flooding in. So given both the amount of interest in that topic and obviously the stakes surrounding it, I thought it would definitely be worthwhile to jump on here and do an episode dedicated solely to my thoughts regarding where we are with the quarterback situation, how we got here, and where we go moving forward at that position. So we'll do all that today, but first, I do want to remind you guys about our good friends at Alumni Hall. You still got about, what, three weeks of shopping left before Christmas gets here, so it's plenty of time for you guys to hit up Alumni Hall to pick up some great Georgia gear and accessories for all the Georgia fans in your life. Alumni Hall has hands down the best selection of clothing, tailgate accessories, auto accessories, pictures, paraphernalia, whatever you want. 
they've got it. Plus, they also have a Hall Pass Rewards program, which gives you points towards future purchases. If you are a current UGA student or military veteran, you get 10% off each and every day of the year. So don't wait any longer. You want to make sure you get all the good stuff before other people come and, and snatch it up. So make sure to stop in today inside the Epps Bridge Shopping Center here in the Classic City or shop online at alumnihall.com. All right. The quarterback situation. I know, I very well know that a lot of you are fired up, frustrated. Some of you are disgusted and others of you out there have just lost all hope that we will ever find a true answer at that position, the most important position on the field. And to be entirely honest, I've probably shared a little bit of all of those emotions on that topic at some point in time over the, the past couple of weeks, especially this week, kind of working through the emotions coming out of that loss to Alabama. But I want to start off this conversation about the quarterback position by saying this. I think Stetson Bennett is a lot better than most of you do. At least most of the people that I interact with on social media and just interact with in my daily life in general as far as I'm concerned, we did not get to 12-0 this season by virtue of smoke and mirrors like other teams have in the past. We have dominated teams. We were plus 2,500 yards in our total yards differential, which means we'd outgained opponents by over 2,500 yards over the course of regular season. We were also plus 34 points per game coming into last week's game against Alabama, which again means that we'd outscored our opponents on average by 34 points points a game. That is domination personified. And I don't care what people say about the level of competition. Did we play an elite team in the regular season? No, I'm not going to argue that point. We did not. We played some really good teams. We did not play an elite team in the regular season, but we still played an SEC schedule and we flat out dominated that schedule. And while I will certainly agree, I will allow this, I completely agree with this, that Stetson Bennett was not, definitively not, the primary reason for our success and level of domination during the regular season. I'll also say you do not dominate an SEC schedule that way with a quarterback who quote unquote sucks, as I have been told countless times in the past week. I personally believe Stetson is a good quarterback, a good, solid quarterback. And I still believe that we can win with Stetson Bennett because I simply look at the evidence. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment and refuse to acknowledge the good things that Stetson has done for us throughout this 2021 regular season, just to align myself with people who just have their pitchforks out right now, all emotional, ready to slay the scapegoat. In fact, I'm going to double down on what I have said since about mid-season, I guess, and that is I believe that we can win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as quarterback. And I know about 0.0000001% of you out there agree with me on that. And you guys have made that very clear, at least the people I interact with on social media, you've made that very clear to me really all season, but especially in the aftermath of that loss to Alabama. But please hear me when I say this. That emphatically does not mean that I think Stetson Bennett is an elite quarterback or I think that Stetson Bennett is the best option for us. I am very well aware of who Stetson Bennett is, what his capabilities and what his limitations are, what adjustments we have had to make to our offensive approach to fit his limited skill set. And I understand what it takes to win a national championship. I don't always get it right. Certainly do not always get it right. None of us do. 
But I am the guy who watches 15 plus hours of game tape on top of a full-time job each week during the regular season to prepare for this podcast, to give you guys the most detailed breakdowns that I possibly can. So I am very, very well aware of what we are working with here and what the situation is. And I say that to say, while I do remain of the opinion that we can win a title with Stetson, it is also clear at this point that our margin for error in accomplishing that goal is reduced dramatically with him as our quarterback. When I say that we can win a title with Stetson, I say that with the enormous caveat that that opinion is contingent upon our defense playing at an elite level and keeping us out of a situation where we fall into a hole and have to diverge from our offensive game plan and from our offensive comfort zone, just like we did against Alabama last week. Because when that happens, Stetson Bennett turns into a flat-out liability because he is simply not built to operate the drop-back pass game without the threat of the run to work off of. It's that simple. And this is not new. This is not news, guys. I'm not saying anything that I have not said before plenty of times. I know Curtis had a lot of fun saying, I told you so earlier in the week, but there was a fair amount of selective listening there because I've been saying this all along. Go back and roll the tape. I've been saying this all along. That's why every single time I was asked about the playoffs and potential matchups in the playoffs, I repeatedly talked about how bad of a matchup Ohio State was for us. That's why every time we picked an Ohio State game on our picks episodes each week, I made it very clear how hard I was rooting against them, not because I hate Ohio State, but because I wanted them to lose. I wanted them out of the picture because I knew they, along with Alabama, were the two teams that could challenge our defense through the air and force us out of our offensive game plan, force us into a scoring fest, which is clearly a losing proposition with Stetson Bennett. I am not arguing that point. The real problem with Stetson as our quarterback moving forward in the playoffs is that we can only win with a very specific offensive formula with him at the helm. We have to be in control of the game. Our defense has to play dominant defense and smother the opposing offense like they did each and every week during the regular season. We cannot fall behind by multiple scores with Stetson Bennett as our quarterback. Anyone who has watched our team play and even has the most rudimentary understanding of the game of football understands that. So sure, if all those things happen, if our defense plays that dominant type defense we played all year, holding teams to seven points or less, and we're able to control the, the game, we're able to operate with the lead, we got the run game going. Sure, if all of those things happen the next two games, if we happen to be fortunate enough to play two games, then yes, absolutely, we can win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as our quarterback. That's what. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that we can win a national title with Stetson. It's not impossible. I'm not saying it's the most likely outcome. I'm just saying it's possible. And most people out there don't even want to recognize that it's a possibility. But here's the problem. The problem is with Stetson, as, as you all know, you guys know this, you guys have hit me up all week. You hit me up all weekend. You know this. When you face other elite playoff caliber teams, you simply can't count on that being the case. You can't count on your defense holding a team under seven points. You can't count on your defense holding a team under 300 yards. 
you are going to have to be willing and able to adjust your offensive game plan accordingly. You are going to have to be able to throw the ball 30 plus times and win when you are playing elite caliber teams that have comparable talent to what we have on our roster. And I want to give you some numbers here to back this up, all right? So there have been 21 games played in the Coswell playoff history. That includes semifinal games and national title games in its seven-year history. 21 games. Three times in those 21 games has the winning team thrown less than 30 times in that game. Let me say that again. Three times in the 21 Coswell playoff games that have been played to this point has the team that won the game thrown less than 30 times. Those three examples are Alabama versus Washington, in 2016 with Jalen Hurts, Alabama versus Clemson the following year, again with Jalen Hurts, and then Jake Fromm against Oklahoma in 2017. Those are the only three examples of teams that won a game in the college playoff and they threw less than 30 times in that game. Stetson Bennett has thrown the ball 30 or more times twice in his career and he lost both times and lost convincingly both times, actually by the exact same score to the exact same team. So back to my point, can we win a national title with Stetson Bennett, run the offense that we currently run the way that we run it? Yes. The answer is yes, we can. It's possible. It has happened with a team with a similar style back in 2017. Okay. Now, granted, in the national championship game, they brought in Tua and did things a little bit differently. But yes, it has happened. Stetson's clearly not as talented as Jalen Hurts or Tua or anything like that. Certainly not, obviously. But it's possible. It's within the realm of possibility. But I will also admit, it's highly unlikely. The history of the college playoff shows that you have to be able to throw the ball to win. And the facts are, you can say it's a limited sample size if you want. I think that's fair. It is a limited sample size. But in the sample size that we have to work with, the facts are Stetson Bennett has not been able to do that. He has not been able to throw the ball and lead us to a victory with his arm. Now, and I will, I will stand by this again. I do not think that Stetson Bennett is a terrible quarterback like many want to say is in the aftermath of the loss to Alabama. I understand people are emotional and people don't think that Stetson's good and they just want to bash him any chance they get. There are people out there, and it's not everybody. I mean, there are people who are very reasonably minded that are criticizing him, and I'm criticizing Stetson here in this episode. But there are people out there, you guys know this, that they've made up their minds long ago that Stetson Bennett is garbage. And whenever he does anything good, they will simply not acknowledge it. Silence. Radio silence. But the second he does anything that's remotely not a positive thing for our team, they come out of the freaking woodwork. And I just disagree with the premise that Stetson is terrible. If Stetson was terrible, we would not have gone 12-0. and 0. That doesn't mean he's elite. doesn't mean he's great. It means he's good enough, right? He's been good enough for us to get to 12-0 and 0 this regular season. But they don't hand out trophies for you going 12-0 and 0 in the regular season. We have bigger goals, right? We have bigger aspirations. And that's where Stetson undeniably falls short because to accomplish those goals, to make those aspirations realities, we have to be able to throw the ball to win. And that is, again, where Stetson undeniably falls short. And that is why I think it is time to make the move to JT Daniels entering the Coshwell playoff. I am of the opinion that JT Daniels gives us a better chance to be able to do what historically in the seven years of the college playoff, it has taken to win a national title in the college football playoff era. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Now, saying that, I do want to caution you here. I have to be entirely honest with you. While I would love to sit here, I would love nothing more than to be able to sit here and tell you with a thousand percent confidence that JT Daniels is the answer to all of our problems. But I can't do that with a straight face. I still have my doubts as to whether or not JT Daniels is an elite quarterback of the type that has won the college football playoff. Is he on the same level as Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, or even Mac Jones last year? I think the jury's still out there. It's certainly possible that he is. It's certainly possible that he is. I'm very open and very hopeful that that is the case. But I do have serious concerns that he is not that kind of guy. Because the fact is, there's not a ton of evidence to suggest that he is against elite competition, the kind of competition that we're going to have to play in defeat in the college football playoff. And that's not to say JT hasn't been really good, that he hasn't been productive the few times we've seen him out there in a Georgia uniform. He has. He has been. But has he operated at an elite level against elite competition the way that we've, we saw from Deshaun Watson, we, we saw from Trevor Lawrence and Tua and Mac Jones? Has he done that yet? I don't know. I don't think he has. So the, to me, there's still some concerns there. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that you just plug in JT and, oh, now all your problems are fixed. However, I will say that we know, as I said earlier, we know that Stetson hasn't been able to get that job done. And we've seen that story before. We've seen it multiple times now. I think we have plenty of information to operate off of there to say it's, again, not impossible, but highly unlikely, less likely that we are going to win a national championship with him than we are with JT. And then the simple fact is we've seen what we have with Stetson. We know what, how that story ends with him against Alabama. But with JT, we don't know. There's at least that possibility that he would give us a better chance to win. And I think you have to explore that. Because here's what there is. While there might not be like definitive evidence that he has been an elite quarterback against elite competition, there is evidence that he gives us a better chance to do the things offensively that it takes to win a college football national title, which as I laid out earlier, is clearly the ability to throw to win. In contrast to Stetson Bennett, JT Daniels has thrown the ball 30 or more times in four of his seven starts. 
and we have won all four of those starts. In fact, we've won all seven of his starts in a Georgia uniform, so there's that. But to take it a step further, JT has thrown for 300 or more yards in three of his seven starts in a Georgia uniform. Again, won all three. Stetson Bennett, in contrast, has thrown for 300 yards only one time, which was last weekend's loss to Alabama, and he has more than twice the number of starts that JT has 15 starts by my count in a George uniform. JT is also thrown for 400 yards in a game in a George uniform. Stetson has never even sniffed that. JT has shown the ability to win a game when our game plan wasn't working. You guys all know what our game plan is. We want to come out, we want to establish the run, we'll play action off of that. Well, there's multiple occasions where JT has been the starting quarterback and we had no ability to run the football and he simply had to beat a team with his arm and he got the job done. Let's go back to last year. In his very first start as a Georgia Bulldog against Mississippi State, we ran the ball 23 times for eight yards, less than one yard per attempt. That's about as bad as I've seen for a Georgia rushing game. JT went over 400 yards to win that game. It was a close game, but JT was the one that did what we had to do to win the game. If Stetson's the quarterback in the game, are we able to win? I have serious questions about that. Fast forward to the Peach Bowl from last year. Against Cincinnati, we had 24 runs for 45 yards. Not getting the job done. We had to operate outside of our game plan. We were not in control of that game. We had to come back to win it. And JT was able to put us on his back. And I'm not saying JT played perfectly in that game. He did not. He made plenty of mistakes. There were plenty of poor throws in that game. But the fact is... JT was able to lead us back and defeat Cincinnati and threw for 392 yards in the process. That is why JT Daniels needs to be our starting quarterback entering the Cosville playoff. It's not that we can't win it with Stetson. That's not the case in my opinion. It's that JT significantly increases our chances of winning a national championship. That is clear to me. It's that our margin for error is razor thin with Stetson Bennett as our starter. And we have to follow a very specific, very narrow formula to victory. And JT, on the other hand, gives the ability to win in a different way if we're forced to do that. If we are forced to win by throwing the ball because an opposing defense like Alabama, for instance, shuts down our run game, Stetson has shown no ability to be able to go off script and win us a football game. JT has shown that multiple times. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So if I can see that, if I can see that JT Daniels needs to be our starter entering the cultural playoff, if you can see that, why hasn't Kirby Smart? been able to see that the guy is getting paid seven million dollars plus a year to see that and watches far more tape than I do or you do anyone out there does how has he not been able to see that and I know for a lot of people a lot of you out there listening this is the crux of the issue I've had more than a few people on social media in the aftermath of the Alabama game tell me that they are just done 
They're just done with Kirby Smart. They're ready to move on, man. It's clear he can't get the job done. Let's just move on. Personally, I think that's crazy. No disrespect, but I think that's crazy talk. I mean, hey guys, we're 16-1 in our last 17 games. We're in the college playoff. Our coach just won SEC Coach of the Year, but you know what? Let's fire that coach. To me, that's ridiculous, to be perfectly honest. Again, all due respect, but to me, that's ridiculous. But I do think it's fair to question how he has handled the quarterback position, especially this season. I don't have all the answers here, but I will share my thoughts on the subject as to why he has stuck with Stetson throughout the course of this regular season, even when JT Daniels was cleared. And it, from all accounts, is back to being 100% healthy. So let's go back to the top. Let's take it back to the preseason, the start of the season, and let's trace it from there. So obviously we know that all preseason long, going back to the spring, JT Daniels was the clear, established, 100% starter. Everyone knew that. Kirby talked about it in the offseason. He was very, very open about it. Usually, most positions, you know, he'll, he'll talk about how there's competitions. I'm going to have to go out there and see how the guys play and perform. He was very open in interviews that JT was the guy. He was talking the guy up, takes him to SEC media days, the whole nine yards, right? Stetson was not even in the picture. Stetson was a, a distant memory from back during the COVID year that none of us want to even think about. He wasn't even in the picture. But as we know, of course, injury forced Stetson in the lineup following that opening win against Clemson. JT did come back against South Carolina, against Vanderbilt, but he further injured himself. Stetson finds himself back in the lineup and we continue to win big with JT out for multiple weeks. JT finally gets cleared. And here's where people start to get frustrated. All right, I think most people you know, will acknowledge, you know, there was an injury there and that sucks. But what a lot of people are saying what they wanted to happen was as soon as JT's healthy, you put him right back in the starting lineup. No Wally Pip situation here, right? If he's if he was just under question starter, undisputed starter coming into the year, well, when he's back 100% healthy, why is he not once again inserted as your undisputed starter? And I do think that's a fair question, but here's also where I think there's a fundamental lack of understanding of how practice is structured in college football. I mean, most of you guys know this, but just in case there's someone out there that doesn't, in college football, the coaches can only mandate the players to practice for 20 hours a week. And that doesn't mean just on the field. So that means meetings, that means film, that can only mandate 20 hours. Now, if the players want to go above and beyond and go beyond that, which a lot of them do, that's awesome. You can encourage that, but they can only mandate 20 hours. So what that means is that they there are fewer reps to go around and practice. Those reps become precious. And your starting quarterback gets roughly 90-ish plus percent of the reps with the ones during a typical game week. Now, what I've had a lot of people tell me is that we should have worked JT in more during practice. He should have gotten more of the reps of the ones, but that's easier said than done when you're trying to prepare for SEC games to get to 12-0, to put yourself in position to play in the SEC title and put yourself in position to get in the college playoff and, and win a national title, especially when JT, even though he was cleared, was not 100% right away. He's 100% now from what I've been told, but he wasn't 100% right away upon being cleared. And then eventually he does get to 100%. But by that time, it's late in the season. We're rolling. We're winning games. We're winning games, running away with them. And what we had to do while JT was out for that extended period of time is we had to bit by bit change our offense over the course of those two or so months to fit Stetson Bennett's skill set. And that adds another layer to this as to why Kirby didn't make that move as soon as JT was clear. 
Because I know people just say, well, you just put JT in there and you run the same offense you're running against Clemson. Well, that's easier said than done to just change your entire offense approach in one week when you've been doing it a certain way for a month and a half. This isn't NCAA football 14 or, or, or Madden. You can't just import a new playbook for your next game and just not skip a beat. Our offensive staff during a typical game week, they are hyper-focused on watching tape, on building your weekly game plan. They're so focused on that they don't really have time to just sit there and rework the, the entire offense in one week. So when Kirby talks about those two things, right? When Kirby has been asked about Stetson Bennett and, and the quarterback position and, and what Stetson brings to the table and why he continues to be the starter, there's two things that he's consistently referred back to. Number one, mobility. Number two, continuity. Those are the two key factors he keeps going back to. And I honestly, I know you guys don't want to buy it, but I, I kind of understand the continuity argument in season. I think the mobility argument has been overblown. I've been saying for weeks now that if mobility truly is one of those key factors, then we need to really start using Stetson's legs far more. We need to lean into it. And we just simply have not done that. Stetson absolutely has made some plays with his legs. You know, that touchdown run the scrum against Tennessee. He's extended some drives. He's escaped pressure and made some plays for us with his mobility. But the fact is we simply don't use his mobility enough and he's not enough of a dynamic runner to use that as justification as why he's playing over JT. It's not enough of a separator. Kirby keeps talking about that being a separator. It hasn't been enough of a separator, in my opinion, especially when you consider the separation that JT has over Stetson and his ability to throw the ball to win, which I think is more important right now. But continuity, I do kind of get. Uh, it's just the fact is it's just really hard to give JT the opportunity to get the reps during the regular season once he came back. It's hard to give him the opportunity to get the reps that he needed to prove that he was ready to take the job back. To get JT those reps that he would have needed to be quarterback one and to prove that he was ready to take that job back, basically what you're doing as a coach is you have to say, okay, well, you're just going to be the guy. And I don't know if that's necessarily something you can do without him having to go back there and kind of take the job back and prove that he's ready. And, and people are, are killing Kirby. I, I, multiple times I had people say this over the, really not just this past week, but past couple weeks, killing Kirby for not opening up the quarterback competition once JT got healthy. I've had a lot of people say, well, Kirby talks about competition with every other position, and he, he means it with every other position, but not with quarterback. He plays favorites with quarterback. And I do understand that argument. I understand where you're coming from there, but you also have to acknowledge the quarterback position is just unique. There's one guy that plays, really. I mean, there's one guy that plays. And when you talk about opening up the quarterback competition in the middle of the season, you just can't do that. You just can't have an open competition during the season because there are not enough reps to go around. And you seriously risk, if you do that, if you're splitting reps 50-50, you seriously risk whoever ends up being the guy that gets the nod as the starter that week. You seriously risk that guy not being as well prepared for your opponent. Now, maybe we're just so good that it doesn't matter. We're just going to beat teams no matter what. But you can't count on that. As a head coach, you can't operate like that because that's just, that's just how college practice works. The number one guy has to have those reps. So it's just, it was really hard to get JT the reps he needed to give him that opportunity to earn the job back. But here's the thing, guys. That is not a factor anymore entering the Coswell playoff. The 20-hour rule does not apply when school is not in session. If you're not familiar with UJ's calendar, the academic calendar, final exams are this week. Practice for the Orange Bowl will begin next week. We get 15 practices also to prepare for this game as opposed to like during a traditional 
game week, you got like three with a walkthrough on Thursday and your Monday practice is like really a hardcore practice. That's what you get. So we have like five times as many practices to work with as we would in a normal game week. So with that in mind, the fact that 20 hour rule does not apply, you have more practice to work with. Really the first week of practice, you're kind of doing like self-scouting you're doing some work on your on your your own fundamentals you're not necessarily getting right into preparing for your opponent because you got basically three weeks to do it so for me the continuity argument that justification that kirby's been using that's out the window there are no continuity issues heading into the college football playoff coaches have time to breathe they've got time to revamp the offense if we want to there is time to to rep that revamped offense as an entire team. There's time to give JT the opportunity to get those reps in practice, to take that job back. Um, and one of the other issues early in the season, Kirby talked, has talked about this, and I buy it. You know, We had issues at wide receiver. It's so many injuries in that position. We were really rolling with Ladd McConkey and A.D. Mitchell almost exclusively for a couple of games there. So throwing the ball to win wasn't really an option when that's kind of the situation that we found ourselves in. But that's not an issue like it was early in the season with all those injuries. Pretty much everyone is back at receiver. Most importantly, George Pickens is back, and he will be even healthier and far less rusty on December 31st when we line up to play Michigan in Miami. We will be far more equipped at the receiver position to throw the ball to win than at any point we have been in this entire season. So saying that well, the, the receivers, you know, they're not healthy and we don't have a lot of depth there. So that's why, you know, we got to lean on the run and Stetson gives us more of a, of a run game threat. You can't use that as an excuse anymore as to why you're not playing JT. So honestly, none of those things can be excuses anymore. Kirby cannot hang his hat on continuity any longer. Now, here's another factor I think you have to consider. I think playing JT Daniels could really screw with Michigan defensively. Almost all of our tape this season is of our offense with Stetson Bennett. Just a, a couple of games early season where it hasn't been. For the past two months, it's been Stetson. That's our offense. That's what Michigan's going to watch. If we do make the move to JT Daniels, that could give Michigan issues defensively as they would have prepared for a different quarterback and against a different style offense because JT and, and Stetson obviously had different skill sets. And while it's still the same offense, it's not the same offense at the same time. It's, it's a different style offense. And I think that could give us an edge against a really good defense. And when you face a really good defense like Michigan that has a Heisman Trophy finalist in Aiden Hutchinson, you need every edge you can get. And that's just another little thing to consider here. And then moving into the future, we had a question on the mailbag. Like, is JT going to transfer? What's the what's the quarterback room going to look like next year? I can answer that question right now. The, the way I answered the question earlier in the week was I, I think it depends on how the rest of the season plays out, who plays in the college playoff. I think Stetson Bennett is going to play somewhere next year. I think he wants to play at Georgia, but if he gets benched here in favor of JT and things go well, then he's probably going to transfer out somewhere else. Um, and on the flip side, if we stick with Stetson and JT – continues to sit and Stetson comes back next year, I think you'll probably see JT transfer out go somewhere else. I know he has a he has filled out application for grad school here at Georgia. He wants to play here. I have that on good authority. That's what I've been told. I was told he was filling out grad school applications a couple weeks ago. So he wants to be back here, but if Stetson continues to be the quarterback this year, he comes back next year. I mean, if you're JT, you have the situation to say, well, Coach Smart right now is just like actively choosing Stetson Bennett over me. And I don't know if I'm going to have the opportunity to win that job back. And I, I don't want that to be the case. I would much rather go into next year with JT as our quarterback. I don't think JT is going pro. I think JT is going to play somewhere next year. I think Stetson is going to play somewhere next year. And how we handle the quarterback situation these next couple of weeks 
hanging the college football playoff, I think that is going to largely dictate what our quarterback room looks like next year. And I don't know about you guys, but I certainly feel a lot more comfortable with JT Daniels potentially as our starting quarterback going into 2022 than I would with Stetson Bennett. But I think that's all I've got, guys. We've talked about the quarterback situation all year long. I am honestly just exhausted talking about it, but I know that it is the hot topic out there, and it's what you guys are most interested in, judging by all the interactions that I've gotten over the past week or so. So I thought it was important for me to come on here and just share those thoughts so you kind of clear the air and give you my full thoughts on that situation, how we got here, where we are, and where we're going in the future. I'm sure I missed something. I'm sure I did. So if you have another question about the quarterback situation and where we are with that right now, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Glory underscore UGA. You can send those to us on Instagram. You can also email them to us at GloryUGAPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to discuss it. I really will. I mean, I, we, we try to be a show of the people, guys. That's what we're about. We want to give you what you want. And if you want to hear more quarterback talk, we'll do that. We'll answer all your questions. But that's all I got today, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about it. I know it's important, but man, I just want this to not be a topic anymore and hopefully hopefully we'll make the move to JT I think now is the time I think it's the right time to do it now do I have faith that Kirby Smart's going to do that not really to be honest with you I don't think he's going to do it and I and I base that off of past history he's got a stubborn streak and he does have more information to operate off of than we do maybe JT just hasn't been all that impressive in practice maybe the injury set him back and he just hasn't gotten it back yet maybe that's possible maybe it's not the same quarterback he was in the preseason in, in spring practice that's possible maybe Kirby knows something that we don't know I'm, I'm certainly open to that and usually I defer to coaches when it comes to that kind of thing but Kirby has ridden Stetson Bennett this far he rode Stetson Bennett even after the uh, disaster in Tuscaloosa last year and if I had to put money on it if I had to bet on it I'd bet that he will continue to ride Stetson Bennett in the college football playoff. I don't want that to be the case. And it's not, again, it's not because I don't think Stetson's good. I do think Stetson's good. I think Stetson's better than, than pretty much all of you out there. But I also know that he's not elite. And I also am of the opinion that JT gives us a better chance to win a national title based off the things that teams have had to do historically to win a college football playoff national title. But we'll see. I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I'm hopeful, but... I'm certainly not anticipating that being the case. Hope I'm wrong. Hope Kirby proves me wrong here, but I guess we'll just have to find out. But thank you for listening, guys. I really, really do appreciate it. We will be back next week. We're going to have a Scout in the Enemy episode focused on the Michigan Wolverines. It's not a preview episode of the entire game, but just I want to get you guys familiar with their roster. I don't know how much you have watched Michigan this year, and I want to get you guys ready for what they bring to the table. And then, hey, don't look now. Bowl games start next weekend. So Charlie and I will be back with part one of our bowl picks. So we have a lot of stuff coming for you guys in the next couple of weeks, leading to Christmas, leading into the new year. So make sure to check back, guys. We aren't going anywhere. Thank you for listening. I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>